Blog Talk Radio. It's the Sunday Night Roundtable on the Wide Men Network at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. Here's the guys to discuss anything and everything brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New, Facebook.com slash MakeupKennedy, and WowFreeCam.com. Here's your hosts, Nate, T.R., and Tim. Well, it's not Sunday night, and T.R. is not with us as of right now, but it's Nate and Tim here, and we're having a little discussion. Tim named the show Over the Top. I can only imagine why you named the show Over the Top tonight. We'll get to that one. Uh, we'll wait for Tom to possibly. Make oh, it. I got to have Tom so, on here for that, huh? Well, well uh, it, possibly because he he was a uh, he he came up with some uh, really good uh, uh, comments and pointers. That, uh, oh, I'm sure. Share. I'm sure. And let's see. Oh no, they were not. They were not in the negative vein whatsoever. They were, they were mostly. Well, I'll be the first uh, to tell you they should be. They should be in yeah, the negative I vein. You're, I think you're too hard on yourself. But speaking of Tom Robinson. Yeah. Did you know, because I did not know this, did you know that Tom had a degree in zoology? I did not know this. And that he is busy right now getting a a doctorate in ornithology, and he is studying... Really? And that he is studying the Tudoris migratorius bird... Did you know this? I did not know this. Huh. Well, that makes two of us. <laughs> really? After all that? Well, okay. The the joke is, ornithology is the study of birds, and the Tudoris migratorius is the robin. Get it now. You went, you went the, the long way around with your Canadian sense of humor, but I get it now. Do you think, continuing into this vein, do you think at anywhere in the last, uh, since uh, Tom and Robin have got together, and, and he, she's been, she was on the air the other night, so this is no secret to anyone, the cat's out of the bag, blah, 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 blah. Uh, do you think at any point in the conversation, Tom Robinson, that the following words were said by Tom Robinson? Uh, I once got a triple double against Upper Darby in high school basketball. <laughs> I would say that was mentioned about six times, and that was just on the first date. Do you think? Do you think he? he do you think he told her anything about his wrestling career? Because I don't know. Are you kidding and me? I, I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not speaking out of school, but I wasn't told not to. So. Because there is, yeah. I mean, uh, seems like a uh, an interesting topic. It's not like he's hiding it right now. No, and it's not like it's anything to be ashamed of or anything either. It's not like he. Was no, a, she seems like a very nice, attractive, uh, attractive. She female, most certainly so. does. I spoke to her on the phone. She sounded very articulate, intelligent. I mean, you got to wonder about the intelligent part with Tom there, but I mean, you know, <laughs> everybody's got everybody's got a weak spot, and maybe Tom is just her kryptonite, as they say. Well, you know, Tom. Now he's got the job, and uh, he's got the, uh, you know, the he's about to union up, I think, here soon. And he's the, he's a co-host on a very successful podcast with two other yahoos. And I mean, uh, 
excellent driving record other than that one DUI. A stunningly smashing figure in a mirror. Absolutely. I mean, does he cut, uh, you know, they they broke the mold when they made Tom. Well, no, actually, that's not true because they kept it and made you, but... Um, and they overflowed and they the mold made me with first. me, but nevertheless. They made me, and then they decided that the mold needed to be a little bit taller, so they made Tom, and then they thought, nah, let's just give it another inch or two, and then they made you. So you're trying to say that I come from your lineage? Of course you do. No, okay. If we were all made we just, in Tim's we, image, that all makes We just mentioned, sense. actually, uh, I think it was last night, which you probably haven't heard, we actually mentioned on the air that uh, Tom got uh, um, kind of sensitive about the hurricane and everything and, and uh, told uh, sent you a message telling you and uh, your better half and, and little little Nate to, to be safe. And Tom got all personal. And then I got all personal with, uh, you know, you're not blood relative, but we're all family here and we, we look out for one another and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, there you go. Well, that was awful sweet of him. But, yeah, I mean, you don't have to worry. There's no hurricane going to hit where I'm at. Well, we didn't Uh, know at that point. We weren't sure. Yeah. uh, We see see football games. He saw football games. Well, you know, Tom's been, uh, uh, you know how it is when you you first find uh, a new love. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you kind of become sort of immune to everything else that's going on in the world while you discover this new love. And he, he, he saw games being canceled. You know, Virginia Tech and Virginia and uh, Marshall and all these places, the games are all getting canceled. And he got he got a little concerned that maybe it was a little closer to you than what we knew. No, it's um, – so. I believe West Virginia and Virginia Tech were both supposed to be in the Carolinas this weekend. So that was the, the whole issue there. I'm not sure who yeah, Marshall was Yeah, everything anywhere near Carolina was canceled. Mind you, they might have canceled their games just because their teams are so bad, but – well, like I said, Virginia Tech, uh, they were scheduled to play East Carolina today, and that game got canceled because, you know, I mean, East Carolina, you might as well call that the coast. Uh, North Carolina State was who West Virginia was supposed to play. Let me see who uh, Marshall was supposed to play. They got canceled. Uh, they were supposed to play South Carolina. So there you go. And all the games were on the road. So so that takes care Yeah, there was nothing really. like We're going to get some rain. Uh, there may be a little flooding, but. Other than that, we're... Well, it's flooding, you don't have to worry about flooding. No, not where I live, no. Well, no, but you personally, even. You know, you just fucking put on the old Speedos and throw yourself out the window. I float, Yeah, too. for real, I might I find some family members if I get out there uh, you know, quick float, enough. So I know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't sink, yeah. so... No, me neither. That's for sure. <laughs> There's one thing I don't do. It's sink. I'm big enough to where I float. And nobody should worry about me. I'm going to be just fine. So nobody panic. All right. So then so then on another note, I, I, I took this I, you know, to keep in the Tom Robinson vein. Yeah. Uh, I went a little further, and then I thought, you know, I, I, I'm jumping the gun here, and I'm way ahead of myself. You know, what if they got married? And her name is Robin yeah, Robinson. I guess it's a possibility. Yeah, but check out that name. Robin Robinson. Robin Robinson. <laughs> oh, man. She may want to keep her last name and then hyphen. And then I told him today. Yeah. And then I told him, I said, did, uh, uh, and I, I've been given uh, permission by her to throw some shade her way. So I'm not Uh-oh. really necessarily, 
I'm not necessarily throwing this at her, but uh, I asked him today if his new name was B.J. Thomas. <laughs> oh, you know, Mr. Crooner, the singer. <laughs> You're something else, you know that? I oh, really yeah. Think... She, she did say that she had listened to quite a few shows. Oh, bless her heart. Know, and that she does know who the smartass in the group is, and I'm like, yeah, it's Tom. <laughs> well, I'm the only one who hasn't spoken to her yet. So uh, yeah, apparently I've been dubbed the smart out. Well, there, I, I told uh, to continue with the Tom Robinson theme. I said, yeah. well, maybe she'll have to come on the show. And then I said, maybe uh, she can take your place, Tom, when you're un- not available, and we can learn about the soft side of Tom, soft underbelly, as it were, of Tom Robinson. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Because, you know, we were talking, and I said, you know, uh, this is like, uh, you know, you think it's weird for you, Tom. This is, like, seriously weird for us, because this is a side of you we don't know at all. You know, we're used to fucking grouchy, get off my lawn, Tom Robinson. Not, uh, (laughs) you know, all is well uh, when's Valentine's Day. Not yeah. you make my dreams come true, Tom Robinson. Yeah, you know, you know he's uh, <laughs> making mixtapes and <laughs> asking about ballads and stuff, you know. It's a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. But no, I'm I'm happy for Tom. I am. He oh, seems so to be, am I. No, don't seems get to be wrong, happy. But, you know, we got to bust his balls a little bit here. I mean, any woman who, who can put up with Tom Robinson is full marks in my any book. Any woman or any podcast co-host who can put up with Tom Robinson, I think they deserve no, I mean, a medal. Now, no, the, the key we'll, 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 what we'll see is, you know, is she willing to go the extra yard to do, like, our dirty work, you know, trying to get them up in the morning and shit like that? Oh, hell. <laughs> I think that's still going to fall on me and you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, okay, it's only been 10, but, I mean, down the road. You know, this, yeah, is the, yeah. this is the this is the check the boxes that'll need to get checked off. You know, is she willing to be a? Uh, um, you know, will she book a maneuver? Because we've done mm. that. I don't know. Mind I you, don't know. Need to book it. Well, she doesn't really need you now because you got a vehicle now, so that's not really a necessary. I tell you what. Let me tell you what what we did, and we didn't realize it. We made Tom Robinson through our own work, our effort, and our abilities to. To, to regroup, we have made Tom Robinson into a. Say what's it. the word? I'm like, uh, we've Dateable. made him into a human being that would want that could uh, that can handle a relationship now. Yeah, yeah. Tom was uh, Tom at one point was 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 very much um, a family man and wanted to be one, from what I know. And then, without getting Absolutely. into any details. Without getting into any details there, that went south for whatever reasons. Doesn't matter. And then he kind of uh, he fell into the rut of the bachelor life where you just stop caring because it's easier to to uh, do that than it is to try to dust yourself off. And and as the years go by, you start to think that you know Tom. I'm gonna we'll get a little little serious, semi serious here. Tom can say what he wants, but. Uh, I've been there, and you start to wonder if you know if you're ever going to find that again in any way. So you know, good for him. But yeah, I mean, our little boy is dating. I'm so proud of him, 
He's growing up right before our eyes. But no, nah, I, mean, I mean, we bust his balls. But you know, Tom's out there uh, because Thomas of Tom's the. Tom and Tom's the doing better now, and you know he. And people like to get online and pick at him and shit on him and give him hell over stuff, and he takes it all in stride. Um, you know, without Tom, this show wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have these programs. No. We wouldn't have these. You I mean, know, we would. And this is three uh, of us would have it, never became what we are. No, and it's totally done a great uh, favor to to crush those whole uh, gay rumors. <laughs> But no, I'm glad to see Tom's doing better. Like when we met Tom, um, you know, Tom was uh, uh, he was working, but he didn't have a steady full time gig. Yeah, when I he first, now has a full time gig, he still works some on the side. When, we podcast. He's got a woman when now. When I first talked to Tom, Tom was in a very dark, unhappy place, and that's all I'll say about that because it's not my place to say any more about it. Um. But we, all that, we all get that. We all get that. I don't that's think no that's really. We, we all yeah, go I there. don't really think. No, no, but I don't. I don't think that's a secret either. I think that's a fact. Anybody who who was who knew Tom well at all knew he wasn't in a very good place, and uh, he's put in a lot of work. Uh, whether he thinks he has or not, I don't know, but he has because I've seen it. Um, and he's drug himself back out. I mean, don't get me for nothing to make it sound like Tom was a fucking homeless beggar out on the streets or something, but he's drug himself out of a place that wasn't that good and could have got, you know, could have ended in you know, worse ways anyway and has turned his life around in a lot of good ways and is uh, making a lot of doubters eat some crow right now. So uh, I'm all for it. No, yeah. Anytime that Tom Robinson can shut up the haters and the doubters and and all that, that's good for us and it's good for him. So and, we've spent uh, they, 15 minutes putting Tom Robinson's ass over. Um, <laughs> well, that was kind uh, of the point. I mean, yeah, it was, it was. But um, I will say this: you guys have been doing the Patreon shows, and we do want to thank our Patreons. You can become a Patreon by going to Patreon.com/slash Wide Men Can't Jump. You can join up, make a monthly contribution to the show. You will get specialty shows, offers on new uh, Wide Men Can't Jump uh, merchandise. We're going to have a fantasy basketball league coming up in October. We hope uh, to get all that, all those details together soon. We'll have our Patreon members in the league, so make sure you're there. We'll even get you Me. on some shows if you're a Patreon member. We'll we'll make sure you got all the special stuff coming your way. And it's for as little as, you know, a couple bucks a month. So the price of uh, one Coke that you have in a day from we, the gas uh, station, send right, it on. We may have to uh, we may have to renege on the uh, new Tom Robinson photos. Yeah, it seems as though Tom I... Robinson's nudes cannot be sent out now under penalty of Robin. <laughs> so <laughs> So does well, that make Tom Batman him, and uh, she's Robin? Well, I kind of be kind of more like the Friar Tuck kind of guy. <laughs> Friar Tuck and Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> kind of Friar Tuckish, isn't he? More Friar interested Tuck. in eating. Than... Jesus Christ! <laughs> He's gonna listen he back to this. Full, he He's knows gonna full cuss well you and I for ten minutes. After yeah, he knows full well, though, that if we didn't like him, or or for me anyway, this is my way of of uh, how high Tom actually rates in my book. 
because if I didn't like him, I wouldn't even bring it up. It would be like yeah, well, no, yeah, I'm the same way. You know, if I don't like you, I don't, I, if I like you, I'll bust your balls. Yeah, and Tom and I have old, some ball busting. We go back and forth, and the, yeah, we're old school guys that way. That's how we show our you know because we don't. It's not cool to tell yeah. another guy, hey, you're my buddy, love you, man. <laughs> no, you're fake. Yeah, definitely. But uh, the Pick'em Show's going well for you guys. Uh, no, you know, it didn't today, we, my friend. You and I need to do. We have not even reviewed our fantasy football league from the first week. Well, I tell you, I went and looked at my fantasy football for week one and was disgusted to learn that I lost by a point. Oh. <laughs> oh, that hurt. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a bit of a crushing defeat. I believe you won, sir. Handily, I believe, if memory serves me correctly. Yeah, let, let me go check here. Uh, we'll check out our teams here real quick. Uh, yes, I am 1-0. and oh. I'm in second place in the league as of right now that we are in. Tim is... I'll be dead last, 0-1. Oh uh, you, sir, well, I mean, tied for last, I should say. Yeah, uh, you are ranked last. Or five others. Yeah, so let me go here and look at the scoreboard from last week. Last week's scoreboard for re- week one. Um, see, I won 118.6 to 59.8. Good and Lord, who did he have planned? Nobody? <laughs> Let's take a look, shall we? We'll, we'll take a look at the 59? box. Yeah, he had 59. Hurt. And he actually had Alvin Kamara, who got him 34 points. Yeah, so... Uh, he lost. He had Devontae Freeman. 15. He had Devontae Freeman, who got him five. Evan Ingram with one point eight. Amari Cooper one point eight. Larry Fitzgerald seven point six. McCaffrey uh, seven point five. Alvin Kamara big score thirty four point one. Here's where he got killed. Um, Matt Stafford, who had the uh, minus forty seven eight points. So and then the uh, Matt Prater right, defense and the and of course the Saints defense giving. Him a minus nine points from the Bucs. Oh, God, they were horrific last week. I started Tom Brady, who got me 21 points. I started Ezekiel Elliott for 14 and a half. Royce Freeman, seven. Michael Thomas got me 22. Stephon Diggs, 11. Uh, 3.3 from Greg Olson. And Isaiah Crowell, my top scorer, with 22.2 points. Uh, Chris Boswell, kicker, got me two points. And the Rams defense, fifteen points for me. So I had a big oh, win last That's week. a pretty, that's a pretty steady, pretty solid, uh, pretty solid outlook there. Not a lot of room to make a whole lot of improvements there, unless you find a better tight end. But you probably yeah, probably and Olsen's out this week, so that's that hurts. Yeah. But let's look at your team, shall we? Uh, Tim's team: Aaron Rodgers, twenty-four point nine points. Kareem Hunt, four point nine. Lamar Miller, 10.9. Marvin Jones, 5.4. Chris Hogan, 1.1. Was my receivers Zachary, killed me. Yeah, your receivers shit the bed. Yeah, uh, Zach but, but we knew that. And Devin Funches, 4.1. Uh, big guy for you, Greg Zerline, Legatron himself, 16 yeah, points. Was, and the, and the Eagles defense right. got you 11. Your opponent yeah, was... got... Russell Wilson with 20.4, Dalvin Cook 7.5, Leonard Fournette 5.5, T.Y. Hilton 10.6, Adam Thielen 10.2, Kyle Rudolph, wonder if this guy's a Vikings fan, 7.1, and Allen Robinson 6.1, 11 points from the Titans defense, and Will Lutz with 6. You lose 83.1 to 84.4. 1.3 points was the losing value there. Bullshit. 
Uh, Amanda, <laughs> That's why they play the game, sir. If you know, Zerline doesn't miss that, that first I, kick, you win the game. He missed his first I kick. If he makes it, you win. The, uh, I notified the league commissioner I'm playing the season under protest. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely want to make I note want, of that. Uh, I want uh, uh, fantasy football to be included in the latest NAFTA negotiations. Uh, extra two points to all Canadian competitors. Uh would have given me the victory. <laughs> well, I'm looking here at my matchup this week. I'm projected to score 99.8, and Addison Shapiro is the guy I'm playing. He doesn't mind because he doesn't know this exists. Uh, he is uh, 85.6 projected, so that's going to be an interesting I'm matchup. To get clobbered. Let me check your score here. You, Tim, are projected to put up. Uh, uh, let me find the projections here. It's looking about a nineteen-point loss. You are supposed to put up, according to this, ninety-one point three. Your opponent is projected to put up ninety-four point three. So you're projected mm. to lose by three. three. Hmm. I call well, that straight up. Yeah, that's pretty close. I mean, you don't, you know, there again. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers could get get me twenty-five points, or he could be out in the first play with a. Uh, an injury and not see the field for the rest of the game. So, possibility, which uh, Ohio State has scored two quick touchdowns here in the second half and taken the lead back from TCU. Ohio State. So I don't know if you're watching that come, game. That's a big game on right now. They won't even come close to covering those bums. I take it you took Ohio State. <laughs> well, that was the trouble with the. Uh, actually, I don't remember, but that was the trouble with college football today. Uh, well, there was a few, there was a few uh, upsets, uh, like Wisconsin went down. Uh, a lot yeah, of the, it was Wisconsin uh, and Auburn. Yeah, a lot of the teams that uh, did win did not cover the spread. In fact, mm. didn't even come close in some cases. Um, we had a couple of real yeah, there was some real weird ones today. But it was a it was a great day to watch though. Like if you're a fan, today was a good day. Yeah, it's uh, been a fun day from what games I've watched. Uh, had a fun time last night. I had to call a local football game uh, last night oh, you and for uh, the Chapmanville Tigers. Chapmanville, go Chapman. They pick up a big W over Nitro last night, twenty-six or twenty-eight to nothing. The Tigers win. And now TCU, TCU's running one back. Oh, there's a flag down though. Holding. I think we got a hold, so... Uh, hold on the offensive team. i got to find this game. I know I got it somewhere. It's on uh, oh, ABC it on down here. I had it on USC at Texas. That's why I wasn't... Yeah, nobody likes that game. you got to watch this one. Oh, that was a nice hit, though, there, on a guy who threw that lateral. That lateral was a forward pass. That's what the flag was for. You can't Let's do that. Let's see it here. Ball. I didn't get a look at it. Yeah, you can't do that on the kickoff. That that's uh, that's a that's a half the distance to the goal line penalty, I believe. Yeah, I think that was a forward pass, but I, yeah, I'd like to get a look, a better look at it. It most definitely was there. If there that had been a lateral, four. though, had that been a lateral, oh. that would have been huge. You'd have been home sweet home. Yeah, let's see. This game, Ohio. Well, actually, this game might not be that bad because uh, they're both fairly high ranked. There can't be much of a spread for this game. 
Uh, yeah, I didn't get a look at the spread for this one. I know you and TR put out the picks, and uh, if you're not listening, what's wrong with you on that? So check that out. Well, if nothing else, it'll be it'll be quite hilarious because the uh, the uh, you'll either laugh at the picks or or die laughing at the picks because we were not. I said we were not at our best this week so far. Uh, Ohio State at come on now. Well, that one's way down there. Uh, minus 13, so they are not even close to covering. They need uh, eight more points yet to cover if you picked Ohio State for the, to win. This has been a game I would not have picked Ohio State to, to cover, honestly. TCU's a very talented ball team. Uh, of course, easy for me to say sitting here looking at the score. You know. Well, that's the trouble, eh? You know, you look at – I mean, you've only got two weeks to work with. So you look back and go, okay, TCU's, they both played pretty good. But on paper, Ohio State's got a better team. So are you going to suggest that they only win by a touchdown or a field goal? I mean, maybe, but, you know, Ohio State's supposed to have this much of the vaunted defense, which, you know, there again, though, you know, it's just too early. You you can't – it's hard to pick – um, you know, the only team that really has looked out of this world awesome is Alabama because they laid a beating well, on I mean, whoever they else? played again today. <laughs> I mean, who they else? Didn't even, I mean, yeah, they didn't even try today. It was that bad. Uh, I can't even remember what the bet was like. I want to say it was almost 50 to nothing, but half. And they pulled out their starting quarterback and threw somebody else in there. They're their second stringer, and, he's, and he threw for two touchdowns. It was just ugly. I mean, granted, they weren't playing anybody of any great stature, but um, still. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, they beat Ole Miss sixty-two to seven. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss not exactly the uh, the right, talent well, of then, the but SEC. But then you look at the uh, uh, number two Clemson barely got by Georgia Southern, only by thirty points. Which I mean, only by thirty points, but they should be beating them by fifty. Uh, Georgia did all right. At number three, and now Ohio State's looking at barely holding on to it for a victory at four. Uh, number six, Wisconsin lost. Uh, Oklahoma barely beat Iowa State, ten points. Didn't even come close to covering. So I mean, there was a lot. I Notre Dame had a to, tough one today too with Vanderbilt. Yeah, they barely got by Vandy. Um, yeah, there was like I said, there was uh, some programs got a bit of an awakening today. So we'll see. I mean, but I think, uh, as Tom said, I believe, uh, uh, as the weeks go, you know, as we get a little further in, week one, you can't really count for nothing. Uh, week two and three, the, the, the separation starts between the programs that are really have it and the ones that don't. And you'll start to see that the really good teams, regardless of where they're ranked, will start to win and the bad ones will lose. Yeah, it's normally the way it works out. And uh, especially when you're betting, it's it's tough to uh, – kind of play those lines especially like it, it's easy to pick a winner and not, yeah not there's ohio no money state. in that though touchdown ohio state ohio state has just taken over this ball game <laughs> well they on paper as i said on paper they have a superior team to tcu but they don't play the games on paper so and there's certain things that don't show through on paper 
a home field advantage, for instance. Uh, Hart was another big one that doesn't show up on the paper. Um, but, yeah, 11 points to Ohio State. I'm all about that. Keep going. Need more. <laughs> Try to salvage my weekend. Although yeah, we didn't really cover last yet, week. So who knows? Oh, yeah, there's lots of time left yet, especially if, if – if TCU, maybe even if they don't score, but they come close to scoring, then they don't take their yeah. foot off the pedal and they keep. Uh, we, we That got us a couple times today, too, where teams uh, stopped playing their uh, top-ranked players and other teams did not, and they got the back, as Tom likes to call it, the backdoor touchdown and beat the spread. Yeah, the, uh, the touchdown, that, that doesn't really matter. Yeah, you know, it's it's 52-7 to seven and the spread is, you know, uh, 46, and somebody gets a field goal. And then that's okay. Well, we won by 43, but we didn't cover. So you could always tell which team's coaches were gamblers because they would always run the score. Speaking <laughs> of which, maybe to the win. NFL. They would always and run maybe. that score up, and you'd be like, oh, yeah. they still I, playing I, you know their what? starters? Like, coach played a parlay this week, apparently. In college, where it matters to – not unlike basketball, where there's a committee who's going to decide where you're ranked at, you got to go out there and beat the unliving piss out of everybody every week, I think. I don't think there should be any taking the foot off the pedal. To an extent, I'll agree with you, but at the same time, it's like, eh, you're beating the team by 40. I very much um, doubt they're... Okay, uh, but when when... I would look at it this way, though. If if you're beating a team by 40, but you're predicted to beat them by 55, then I would say that maybe as a committee member, I might look at that and go, okay, yeah, you beat them by 40, but you should have beat them by, you know, like I said, by uh, 15 more points, and you didn't. So what does that say about you? Well, though, you got to remember, though, the whole idea behind it is most of these teams don't – Look at the spreads per se. They care more about the um, just the win. They're not looking at spreads. They're not saying, okay, we should beat this team by this many. They don't well, care about well, that. Even they if care it's about the spread. I just I just think that they don't. Mind you, they don't take that into account enough. Strength of schedule should count for way more than it does. It's it hard should, to get but it, it to be. It's hard to get remember, it to because Tim. just just too many teams, but. You got to remember, Tim. When it comes to picking uh, the teams that make it to the the big dance here, you're going to see more of a we got to let people in who are bigger names. Oklahoma's always okay, no, going to make it. I realize that, but let's take let's take for instance this Ohio State game. Let's okay. say that uh, TCU scores another touchdown, but they lose thirty three to twenty eight. All right, so that's a loss to a team that's ranked eleven spots higher than them. Is that loss any worse or worth any less points than Alabama beating somebody by 62 points that is so fucking bad that anybody could beat them? And yet they would tell you, well, that's a victory. Okay, but is that victory really worth very much compared to hanging in there against a team that's ranked ahead of you that you're not supposed to beat? Always remember this. The big games are played on ABC and ESPN. Who owns ABC and who owns ESPN? Me. Disney. Me. I'm Disney. You. Yeah. I own at least, what, 
point zero 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 one percent of Disney. Oh, shut up. <laughs> those hundred those hundred shares I got in Disney must get me some kind of rights. <laughs> but no, this, Disney never owns, for, never forget. Disney owns ABC. Yeah, never forget. Disney owns ESPN. About money and television ratings and. Well, let me let me make my point. Let me make my point here. Disney owns ABC. They own ESPN. Do you know who ESPN has an exclusive contract with to uh, air all their games? The SEC. The SEC Conference has an exclusive contract with ESPN that they will air SEC games on their channels. So Disney has a vested interest in the ACC or in the SEC getting teams into the playoff if it's close enough. You're trying to tell me that if it comes down to, okay, we could put two SEC schools in or we could put one from each conference. Who? The, what are they going to do? They oh, showed well, no, it last no, year. No, I agree. They put two SEC schools in. As I said, let's never forget this is about money and politics and a lot of other things too, whether they say it's not or it's not supposed to be, it still is. But, there's always going to be human error involved in this, and the human error is always well, going to fall on too, the side but... of the conference with the most money, and that's the SEC. Yeah, I mean when the when the uh, when the Final Four selection committee gets together, and the it comes down to, uh, well, we could put, I don't know, uh, you know, we could put Duke in the 64, or we could put uh, East Carolina agricultural and mechanical in the in here. Who's going in? Well, it's going to be Duke every time. And yeah, I mean, and they draw. A, that's because they draw ratings and they make money. And no, but yeah, even, the even if their records, even if their records were the same, they would come up with some kind of an angle to justify picking Duke. And it won't be because Duke gets better attendance or whatever. Well, you know, we looked at the RPI, and then they come up with some other formulas. And well, we you know the committee was kind of well. There was too many teams from the East, or you know, they come up with something. Yeah. So, but that's just, I mean, granted, that is also just, oh, TCU just got a touchdown. And this game is right back up for grabs again. Yes, it is. And you, sir, are ahead of me. Oh, my <laughs> Canadian feed is so awesome. Well, you know I'm, why? On, uh, I'm on the internet. No, you know what? This game it, is so. where? Where's TCU at? I don't even know. Texas. Okay, so middle of the country. So I'm getting this from Seattle. So there's a chance that the time it takes to get from Seattle to me is less than it takes. I'm not well, you're sure also you're... watching. You're also watching on TV, right? Yes. So that probably has a major part. Yeah, to do I'm it. watching it on the internet feed. So. Oh, all right. Well, then those aren't even close. That's probably the main reason. That's a good play. Uh, so, anyways, uh, I don't. Kind of looks like. Tom's probably not going to make a show. Um, he was pretty tired. I don't know why. I understand. I wonder yeah, I why he's. I don't know why exhausted. he makes continues to make forays into enemy territories in the, in neighboring states for reasons that escape <laughs> me. Um, uh, yeah. All right. Let's let's just go there. And if he comes on, he'll have something more to say anyway uh, about your your. Uh, Debut in ring appearance. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We, before we talk about that, just to keep the people hanging here, 
yes, I made a debut in a professional wrestling ring, but not in the capacity that you would imagine. Um, but to make you stick around to hear the story behind it, we're going to play a couple commercials. So we'll be right back right after this, all right? I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me. WowFreeCam.com is the number one cam site on the internet, and they are our gracious sponsors, and we want to invite you to check them out over at WowFreeCam.com. Anything you could imagine and whatever you want is just one click away if you go to WowFreeCam.com. What's some of the things you could check out over on WowFreeCam.com? Motorboat? Play the motorboat? Yeah. You Or you could be into... Two chicks at the same time, man. Whatever it is that you're looking up for, WowFreeCam.com will leave you with one reaction and one reaction only. You won't want to miss out all the fun going on at WowFreeCam.com, so be sure to show them some love and go over. Hey, it's in the name. It's all free. Must be 18 or older to access the website, but make sure you get there as quick as you can to check out all the fun going on over at WowFreeCam.com. Again, must be 18 or older to visit. Personal injury, automobile accidents, workplace accidents, mesothelioma, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, all these things and more can be helped by new law office. Stephen P. New will fight for you and your rights. Mr. New, what is there to do if you're in an automobile accident? When car wrecks happen, insurance is always involved. Did you know that in West Virginia, we have the highest percentage of uninsured and underinsured motorists driving on our highways? That means that when you're in a car wreck, your attorney needs to know how to work with your insurance company to maximize the compensation that you'll receive. If you've been in a car wreck, call me, Stephen P. New. For your free consultation, call 1-888-692-8084 or visit newlawoffice.com. Stephen P. New will fight for you to get you where you need to be. He's a proud sponsor of our program, and Mr. New is a stand-up national and local attorney. Stephen P. New, attorney at law, answers to your legal questions. All right, and we're back. You with me, Tim? I'm here. All right. So, you saw long. you saw the video. I did. Footage of me making an in-ring debut. So, what what was your reaction? Well, I had a couple. Um, okay, let's hear them. I want to hear them. First, first I, I thought of Brave Soul. <laughs> That's my first thought. <laughs> Brave Soul, you know, to even do it at all. It takes a certain amount of balls to uh, do something you've never done before. Then uh, the, uh, as I call it, the Kevin Nash entrance, I loved. Uh, the uh, takes me three minutes to get to the ring when it should take me seven seconds. I enjoyed that wholeheartedly. Then you started getting some heat from the fans, which I, was the point, I guess. So that was good. And then you got in a ring. And this is where I thought <laughs> they, uh, this is where I think they goofed. So I really think, and this is this is where Tom and I, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, I guess, of course, because you're not a wrestler, I guess the thinking was that you wouldn't get in a, 
you would get in no offense and and uh, get thrown out, so to speak, over the top rope, which uh, was a horrific looking bump, by the way, sir. I have to. Yes, I know it was awful. <laughs> I have to assume that that hurt uh, much more than what the kick looked like it should have hurt. So full full marks for the guy who kicked you, and full marks for the sell of the kick, because it looked pretty good to me. Um, the tumble. Well, let's just say you looked like Brie Bella going down there. Yeah, the uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I'll talk uh, about that. I, I want to get your reactions first before I talk. Tell the story. What, what were the words that my, uh, my my father would have said? You looked like a pregnant cow on ice. I believe was his. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, that. Yeah, pregnant cow on ice. Um, so, but other than that. I mean, it did what it was supposed to do. I just think that they, the angle should now be carried on. And Tom agreed with me wholeheartedly, and then, and then we proceeded to book that angle for you. But uh, you might maybe <laughs> oh, I got to hear this your, eventually. Yeah, you maybe. I don't know if you want to hear that first, or um, or you, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll listen to it okay, and then well, I'll explain the backstory here. Okay, this is what I think they should do. The next time they do one. They should do it again. Of course, they can't do the trick you into the. They should, they're gonna have to come up with some kind of a way to get you in there. Um, maybe you back a wrestler who loses a match or something, and you're forced to go into the rumble again. <laughs> or I show up under a hood. No, we've got it even better than this. Is way better than us. Uh, you come out, and instead of sucking. Because you're as big or bigger than anybody on in the, in that ring, you go into business for, like literally, like I said, you go into business for yourself, or what appears to be going into business for yourself, and you win, or do you at least eliminate a few guys? And your gimmick. This was Tom's first idea. He wanted to call you Nate Kevorkian, the pill pusher. <laughs> Jesus. And then I thought, well, how about the gynecologist? No, that doesn't quite fit the the uh, uh, your, the whole gimmick because you're too big a guy. The gynecologist, you're, you're not there. Yeah, wrong field. So then we thought, okay, well, something to do with the pharmacist. And then the neonate Kevorkian. Okay, how about the mercy killer? And your manager will be Stephen P. New, your lawyer. <laughs> God. Oh goodness! That, Tom says that's a, he says that's money. He says you'll need to. You, he said you might have to spend a little t- time. Uh, you might have to learn how to take a shot or two. But he said you're big enough that there was most of the guys in there you could have picked up and thrown out anyway. So he said that's that's just to piss the fans off, you know. Nate wins the, the, the you know the pill pusher wins the fucking battle royal and then retires. Well, here is. I'll break down what happened, uh, if that makes any sense. Uh, So the idea, they came up with this idea. They were having this uh, battle royal to crown a champion. There was a, uh, it was a Royal Rumble match. The idea was we're going to crown, we had this new belt made, uh, not the champion of the promotion, but just a new belt. So they're like, okay, we're going to have this big battle royal. But we didn't want to do a battle royal. We wanted to do a Royal Rumble. And the show was a free show, so everybody got in for free. Uh, had a pretty good turnout. 
good crowd. Uh, so, you know, we had a couple things going. So we had the guys that, that put the match together. Well, they come to me and they said, you know, we don't really have an idea for what you want to do or what we want to do. We've thought of a couple things, but we want to get your input. So they came to me and told me, you know, here's, um, and he said, are you, are you going to start training? And I said, no, no. I said, the, um, the idea was for me to do this as a comedy spot. That was the whole purpose of this. Me being this match as comedy. Nothing more, nothing less. So I show up. There's no real plan. They said, well, you're going to be in the match. What do you want to do? And said, so we'll leave it to you, and we'll prove it. So the idea was for me, I had a couple I wanted to work out, but the idea was, okay, um, here's what we'll do. I will come to the, the setup. Nobody really saw the setup. I came out. I'm the heel commentator for the, the promotion that this match ran in. Um, I back all the heels, you know, just a, your Jerry Lawler, Bobby Heenan, yeah, but nowhere near as good, clearly. I'm not saying I'm on that level. I'm just comparing. I'm making a modern comparison here to what I strive to do. So that's the game plan. So I come out. Um, there was no commentary that night. We didn't do live commentary like we normally do. And the promoter of the show has got the, the thing. With, we're all drawing the numbers. And I come out and I say, I'm going to give these people here, because they're so dumb, a demonstration on how to pick a number because number is a big word for them. It's two syllables. So that was where that, and so I picked the number out and I said, there you go, people. That's how it's done. You pick a number. So the promoter says, you picked a number. You're in the match. You can't exchange it. And, you know, I go, and I'm not a wrestler though. This is ridiculous. Yada, yada, yada. So I, I entered the match pretty late. Uh, it was number 18. And uh, I think there was like 20-some participants. So I, I had a late number. So downstairs, I'm coming up with what do I want to do. I figured it out that I didn't want to come out and just dive into the ring. Because if you're a commentator, why are you in a big hurry to get in the ring and get waylaid? You know, you shouldn't be wanting to get in the ring. Every smart person is going to want to stay out of the ring. You can't get eliminated if you don't get in the ring. So that was my psychology behind it. So what I do is I come out. I've got the towel on my head. The towel was a last-second idea, by the way. A buddy of mine downstairs in the locker room had a towel, and I was like, dude, can I put that on my head when I go out? I said, because it'll look like, you know, I've been training, and, you know, I'm taking it seriously. So I take it out, go out and take it off, and I borrowed uh, resistance straps that uh, another guy had. So I go out there. And I begin to work out at ringside, doing stretches and some uh, uh, um, some squats and, and things like that. I go over in one of the videos and shake the referee's hand and say, thanks for being here. And, and the crowd's just giving me down the road. So I get in the ring, get in the ring, and I, you know, I'm tapping my finger to my temple, you know, showing how smart I am because people are getting tossed. And I'm just waving at them on the outside. I walk over to them when they get tossed, and I, I make fun of them for getting eliminated. So, yeah, I just I worked the crowd quite a bit. I was out there for like five minutes working the crowd. So I crouched down over by the stairs, 
and that's when the last participant comes in. Big baby face, masked wrestler. People love him. Uh, he grabs me by the ear and, and rolls me into the ring, which on film, the roll looked pretty good. Like when I got tossed in the ring, I thought the roll turned pretty well, which I'm a fat guy. We roll pretty easily. Um, so anyway, they tossed me into the ring and the guy who I picked, uh, and talked to before the match, um, wrestle, he's a, he's a really good friend of mine. Um, we're breaking, we're breaking kayfabe here a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, he's a good friend and I give him pure hell on commentary because he's a small guy. He's small. Um, he used to wear a hat all the time. Kind of wore, what is it? Has a paper route. Yeah, yeah, he has a paper route. I always said he was a cab driver. He has a paper route. He's homeless. Uh, you know, well, and one time he came out to the ring, and I, I tried to get security to go get him because there was a child in the ring, uh, things like that. But he's actually very, very good at what he does. And uh, if you're listening, Casey, you, you did great, and I appreciate everything you did for me. Took care of me. Uh, so. You know, I put him over, I put him down on commentary all the time. And I just give him hell constantly. So it was my idea. I said, if anybody's going to eliminate me from this match, it needs to be him because I give him more hell than anybody. And so what, what we came up with was I was going to push him because he'd been in a match earlier that night. He'd been in the, the Royal Rumble match a while. I push him. I took, took a couple cheap cheap shots at him earlier. So I push him, and then I'm supposed to run at him, go over the top rope, hang on, and he's supposed to do a step up in Seguri, nail me in the face, and I'm supposed to go to the floor and be eliminated. Okay, so I botch the spot um, because I go to push, and he goes ahead and low, low bridges me, and I stop. I just stood there. I'm like, nope. So I played it off like, ah, no, nah, uh, I'm too smart for that. So then he throws a right hand, which I've never taken a right hand before in the ring in my life. He throws two rights on me. Then I take the head of steam run, and I perform the worst um, go-over-the-top rope spot in the history of professional wrestling. It was hideous. It was ugly, but I had never went over the top rope before. So I land on the apron uh, not my side up pretty good. The, the the bump on the apron hurt worse than the bump on the floor. And he does the step up in Seguri. I take it. Um, I thought I sold it all right. Uh, people were putting over the sell job pretty well. And I left out of there and place popped when I got thrown in the ring, popped when I got eliminated. Everybody gave me hell as I left. So I, I think I did my job. It was a, a one-time thing. I'm not going to be a, a train to be a wrestler anything of that nature, but it was, it was fun, a fun experience. I belong behind the commentator's desk, not taking bumps, not destroying myself. Uh, but it was, it's something I always wanted to do since I was a kid. So I kind of got to live out a little bit of a dream and I had a good time doing it and it didn't look great. It wasn't perfect, but as well, a person who's not trained, it's not supposed to be perfect. See, Tom figured you, you should have, you needed an Abdullah the butcher type angle where you had a syringe and you just appeared to smash people in the head with it till they bled. <laughs> well, again, I'm not trying to be a wrestler. You know, I'm a commentator. This is a comedy spot. It made people laugh watching the guy See, but who talked all saying, that though. shit, get in the ring and get made a fool of. But, uh, I think better, a better angle now that I think about it while you were talking was you should become a manager. Now that you're a pharmacist, you have access to a lot of drugs. 
your boys are on some kind of untestable concoction that the pharmacist has conjured up in his lab in Logan. Well, I'm not. I'm not looking to become a manager per se. This again. This was a one-time only. If they asked me to do it, I'd be glad to. Well, you're going to be. But, I'm going to fantasy book you anyway. In the WWE okay. as the pharmacist. So immediately, I know you're friends with John Cena, for sure. But again, it's not like I'm trying to. Uh, oh no, I know. Actually, I'm, become. Okay. A manager but or a wrestler or anything like that. But I have the fantasy book it because it's just too funny not to. <laughs> okay, I don't care if you do that. That's fine. Maybe even maybe even put you back in the in the '80s wrestling as the pharmacist, where everybody's on the junk. <laughs> <laughs> they believe you the back WWF. then. Yeah, you own the WWF. Uh, the score in a football game is uh, forty to twenty-eight, by the way, for Ohio State, and Texas has. Uh, is taking it taking it to USC in the other game. I think it's believe it's thirty seven twenty four now. If anybody cares. You mean USC is losing? Armando. My poor friend Armando. is gonna have to live with a USC loss. The Raiders are gonna lose tomorrow. The forty ers are gonna lose tomorrow. It's gonna be a rough day for Armando tomorrow. Listen, did I not tell you how shit that the Raiders coaching staff would be this year oh. with John Gruden? Oh, did you okay, I, I we talked about this, but you and I didn't. I watched, uh, I get NFL Sunday, uh, not Sunday ticket, I get the NFL channel. I guess it is where they, you know, come Sunday night, all they do is show you highlights for like 48 hours in a row. Yeah. And they go to all the, they go to all the press conferences and everything. I watched John Gruden contradict himself about four times in seven minutes. Nope. Uh, he's terrible. Derek he Carr, is terrible. Uh, it's the, uh, you know, uh, he's got all the tools. Uh, he's the quarterback of the future for this franchise. Three minutes later, uh, I, I don't know where he was throwing, or I don't know where he was throwing that ball, or who too. Throw shouldn't have been made. Okay, well, Derek Carr is hardly a rookie. Uh, <laughs> but then, and, and then they got no. I mean, they got no defense, like none. And now this week. Uh, they, they have no defense, and they trade away they their two best more defensive, defensive player. They got two defensive tackles got hurt, and they traded away their best defensive tackle uh, before the season started. So they've got a yeah. They trade away a, of, they trade away a fifth round pick from a few years ago because they didn't want to pay him because oh, they no, thought they would spend too much money. Nate. No, no, Nate. We didn't think he was going to report, so we traded him. We didn't bother to find out. We just we just traded him. You pay the guy, you submit him for years, and they get two first-round picks out of him. whoop tee fucking do Two first-round picks well, on chances that they may turn into something other than one guy who you know is a stud. Well, I think the, the thinking there was it was explained to me, which didn't make a lot of sense to me, but I'll give you the theory, is that those they're hoping that the Bears aren't real good and that those first-round picks are relatively high, and when the franchise moves to Vegas, they'll have somebody to hang the franchise tag on. That's the hopes. But there's I a lot suppose, of ifs. In, the Bears, there's a lot of ifs in there. <laughs> but the problem is with the Bears is they are improved. They looked good in the first half against the Packers, and then Aaron Rodgers turned full Jesus after they gave him a shot of uh, 
I'm assuming methadone or fentanyl or cortisone or something like that because that dude well, was uh, zonked at the end of that game. Did you see his press? Did you see when they talked to him on the field? Oh yeah, he was out of it. Like he was high well, on something. So, uh, Aaron, what was your injury? <laughs> My knee. <laughs> like you idiot. <laughs> like obviously. And his <laughs> eyes looked like you know deers in a headlight. Or, you know, looked like a looked like a virgin on a West Virginia road at 3 a.m. Sir, there's no such thing as a virgin on a West Virginia road at 3 a.m. Well, okay, I'll tell you that much right now. Somebody wandered off from a church picnic. Even that might not matter. <laughs> That's a possibility. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he looked completely just out of it. I saw that, and I said, Jesus, Aaron, what happened? And he was, I mean, maybe he was hyped, but I swear I think they gave him a shot of something for the pain and so he could get oh, through the game. Oh, I think they did. I'm, I'm sure they, 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 give him, they froze it up and give him a shot and he, because he wanted to go back out there. Reality, I'm sure of it, but, and, and he gets out there and he just goes full Jesus mode and, and picks the team up and takes them back into the game and they well, win so it. It's not really that amazing when you consider how, how much easier it must be to play when you can't feel anything. True. <laughs> one one you know, thing you that I will say, while the Green Bay Packers' offense that game looked phenomenal in the second half, the Chicago Bears, it's almost like they came out and tried to lose. They looked awful. Well, it's another case where they're not really a franchise that really knows how to close out games, really. Haven't done a lot of it in the last few years. You know, they've been at, at best probably, what, a maybe a 9-6 and six kind of team, that sort of thing, 8-8, eight and eight, that sort of stuff. Like, they're never really, you know, there's no 12-4 uh, and four seasons in the Bears uh, last few years. Not recently. Is, uh, now, when they had Rex Grossman, they were a pretty good them. team. Yeah, they were back, back in the 80s. They were pretty good. They had a bit of a – they've never had a – they've, they've lacked a quarterback for all these years. I mean, you can't name one. Yeah, it, they have, but the the thing is they've lacked a quarterback. But now they think they have the quarterback of the future, mm-hmm. but – Yeah, I don't know about uh, that either. But, uh, I mean, he was adequate in week one. He wasn't bad. He wasn't great. He was average. So I guess that's better than uh, stinking. But, um, you know, they they haven't had a – I mean, they've been kind of perennial losers for a long time. So, and it, it's hard to – you know, that's why Green Bay and guys like Aaron Rodgers, he, he goes in there with the mindset of, fuck this, I can, I can pull this out. Well, everybody was doubting him at the end of the first half. They're like, you know, is this it? Are the Packers done? And, and Aaron Rodgers just comes out with a big hell no. <laughs> we're not done yet. No, so, I'm about to. I'm about to show you why. Yeah, and he just uh, turns into, like I said, full on just monster Jesus mode. I mean, maybe Trubisky also felt a little bit of pressure, uh, maybe trying to prove a little too much against his team to trade them away. Maybe that that sometimes gets in the way. When you're trying to go out there. Wait, what are you talking much. about? What are you talking well, about? He wasn't, didn't he get traded from from uh, Mitchell Green Trubisky? Bay to Chicago? No, Trubisky got drafted by the Bears. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I got the. All right, I'm I'm reading this all wrong. <laughs> I, was I thought I was reading. A, I thought I was reading the Green Bay page, but I'm not. I'm reading. The, I was trying to find the Bears record for. Yeah, I mean they were three and thirteen last year, six and ten, five and eleven. Eight and eight in the last four years. 
So they haven't done a lot of work. Yeah. No, they haven't had a great season since that Super Bowl appearance they had. Um, but, you know, to quote Dennis Green, the Bears are who we thought they were. So. <laughs> <laughs> you want to yell at me, yell at me. I'm a grown man, for God's sake. I mean, let's think about it here. There's been some pretty great coaching grants. It's been some good ones. Oh, that was yeah, a good one. Is. I remember watching that. The Bears blow the or the Cardinals blow that huge lead against the Bears in the second half of that Monday night football game. It was when they had Matt Leiner at quarterback and Dennis Green oh, just goes off. <laughs> or Denny Green. I don't know who it was it's that said they were uh, uh that uh, was a college coach. I can't remember. But what did he say? I may be able to help you. Well, I just spit it out, and now I'm drawing a blank. It wasn't Mike Gundy, was it? The I'm a man, I'm 40? Yeah, you want to yell at me? You want to do yell at my kids? You want to yell at somebody? Yell at me? I'm a goddamn grown man. You You're not acting write, like one. You want to write <laughs> like something? You write about me. You write, Go ahead, come at me. I'm a man, I'm 40. <laughs> what a statement! Like so, thirty nine wouldn't have cut it, but he's forty, so he's covered. But of course, yeah, the been... greatest the greatest coaching rant of all time goes to uh, playoffs. Playoffs. That was yeah, that the one best was one. Good. That was one. There's of the been best a couple ones. of. Uh, I can't remember. He was a. I know he was a black guy, and I know the team. I want to say was the Kansas City Royals, and he. Like was in he just totally threw the phone and oh yeah was that Ozzy Gian? No, that was a, that was the Whites. I think he was the Whites. Yeah, he had a couple of singers. It was older than that. I can't remember his name. And he just, I know he what you're talking his, about because I've seen it. I've seen it. He was um, in his, like his uh, he had his jersey on top on, but like on the bottom he looked like he just had long underwear on. And yeah, he was, um, he was some kind of pissed. Uh, that was a rant for the ages. Yeah, I remember. I'm trying to remember who that was. Oh. That was uh, Hal McRae. Hal McRae, that's it, yeah. He I don't remember what he said. shit. <laughs> but he got. He was not happy with whatever they asked him. <laughs> he, he wanted no part of it and then proceeded to tell them what they could do with it. Uh, let's see. I gotta, Hal McRae goes nuts. Well, that's got to be it, eh? <laughs> yeah, he just he just goes in There's been so many good ones. Um, let me see here. There was another one. I'm trying to remember the coach. And I left for swinging the bat. Here we go. So can you hear that? Did you consider yeah. Brett for Miller or the basis loaded in the second? No, no. Don't ask me all these stupid ass questions. No. In 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 the. Stupid ass questions every night. Oh shitload of beeps and f words. <laughs> oh <laughs> god, that's funny. Fool? Oh, uh, throwing, 
<laughs> While he's doing it, he's cleaning off his desk, throwing his. Oh yeah, he just he he ripped the he just threw everything that he threw could think of and just started throwing a bunch stuff. of other shit at these guys. This is back in the day too, so they're all picking up their uh, they're all trying to pick up their pads of paper and pencils and shit to get the hell out of the way as he starts throwing shit. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Cool. Everybody was getting out of dodge. It was great. Oh my god. Uh, I can't remember the coach, but there was a coach that just went off, and he started calling. Uh, he just said, you know, it was a flat-out chicken shit call. <laughs> what <he said. laughs> Let me see if I can find There's that. Hold on. I mean, Bobby Knight's had a whole slew of, of meltdowns, but most of them have actually been during games. He's probably had a few uh, press conference meltdowns, but... I, I wouldn't know the specifics except that near jackass probably and I'm right near wrong because that was pretty much Bobby's mantra about everything. But yeah, you remember back it, in the uh, day when Jim uh, Haslett, Jim Haslett went oh, off. Oh yeah, he. I'm trying and to remember. He had one that was. He had what? some good ones. This was this was his right here. Hold on, see if you can hear it. Exactly the same thing. Atlanta ran trying to block the winning field against New England last week, and we ran that against them. And they didn't call it last week, so I'm telling you, it's a flat-out chicken call. <laughs> <laughs> about about dude, this is mad. Like, that is just chicken shit. <laughs> oh god, that was wonderful. Oh, it cracked me up. The, trying to remember that guy's name. I want to say Bear Bryant, who punched that kid on the. Oh, oh yeah. No. Oh, here's a classic. G- this is an old Jim Moore rant. I love this one. Check this one out. We couldn't do diddly coo offense. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to I remember that one. We sucked. We couldn't do diddly poo offense. That's pretty much. Fucking sums it up. Oh, God, that was wonderful. Who <laughs> couldn't do diddly poo? Who uses that kind of talk? Well, because he knows he can't say what he wants to say. Because he knows he's going to get in enough trouble as it is. <laughs> you remember, uh, so you wouldn't remember that or, or, or cared. Uh, back in the, I guess it probably was the 90s. Um. NHL playoff. Tom would remember it was the Devils against the uh, shit. I can't remember who they were playing, and the ref made a made a shitty call, cost the Devils a game. So after the game, Jim Schoenfeld, the coach of the Devils, confronts the referees in the as they're walking to their dressing room, and he kind of bumps into the referee, and the referee falls down. Although it's kind of hard to tell if he just fell down or if he bumped him. And the referee goes nut, nuts and says, you bumped me, you knocked me over. And he goes, ah, you fell down on your own, you fat fucking pig. Why don't you have some more fucking donuts? <laughs> and it got caught on national television. Jeez. And the refs, the refs went on strike during the playoffs. They wouldn't ref the next two games, I believe it was, until... The league fucking suspended Sean Felton, a bunch of stuff. But have another pig, donut, you fat pig. Oh, it's, yeah, if you go, go That's got to be on, on the internet somewhere. Yeah, That's go find that out on there. YouTube. Jim, Jim Sean Felton. Yeah, Jim Sean What was the name again? What was the name? 
Jim Schoenfeld, S-C-H-O-N-F-E-L-D, I believe. And the, was ref, it, uh, the ref was the ref was Don Koharski, so you should be able. To yeah, here it is. Here that. it is. Yeah, oh, all right. Here we out. go. Here we go. Check that tape out. Turn it up. Jeez. Now that's going into territory where, you know, you're throwing some shade at somebody else. Yeah. Another donut, you fat pig. That's just weird because you don't see that very often like that. Like normally you see, you know, if you criticize the officials, you don't see anything like that. Normally it's something else. Well, normally it's a, you know, you, you don't go after their, their girth anyway. That's yeah, kind of I mean, that, that's, that's kind of uncalled for as far as I'm concerned. Now, John, 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 Sean Felt was a bit of it. He was a bit of an idiot. Um, <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah, he, he was he was an enforcer uh, kind of player during his career. And uh, another good one for hockey, anyways, John Tortorella, who was the coach of the uh, – he's coached a few teams. He he's yeah. known for uh, when he coached the Rangers, he would uh, if he didn't like the questions, he'd just leave the press conference. Well, so he's LeBron he James. Even, yeah, he wouldn't even say you know like next question. Yeah, but he would do it on a regular basis. He'd say no, quit asking me that dumb shit. And if anybody come anywhere near that question, he'd just leave. He'd just walk off. Hmm. He used to have a running feud with. So. Let me run something by you, not to change the subject here. On, uh, but have you seen what WWE is doing with the Hell in a Cell? In what sense? It's not they. It's red. The cage is red. The cage is red. Have you why. seen that? No, I didn't see that. Hold on, hold on. I'll send it to you. I wonder I what the thinking is there. I, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it shows up less on television. Look, check this out. I just sent it. I just sent it to you. It, it doesn't add up to me why the cage is red. Well, my first th- actual thought is if you're wearing a dark color and you're in the cage, people will be able to see you still really good. You can see pretty yeah. good through that silver cage, though. Like. I don't know. If it ain't broke, don't fix well, it. That's always been somebody, my mentality about things. Somebody and the Hell in a Cell was not broke. Where Where is the Hell in a Cell being held? Uh, where are they having it this year? Uh, let me look. Uh, uh, I'm not 100% on that, truthfully. Yeah, I, I didn't know either. That's why I asked. Because I, I, I really have no clue. Uh, AT&T Center, where is that? They're in San Antonio. All right, so somebody said 
okay, well, we'll make arrangements to ship the hell in the cell to uh, San Antonio. Where's it at? Oh, it's fucking in storage in Stanford, Connecticut. Oh, Jesus Christ. How long is it going to take to dig that fucking thing out? Well, somebody can build us one at, right there on site uh, for a quarter of the price, but it's red. Fuck it, build it. <laughs> That's probably what happened. No, I wouldn't think that. I think they just colored it red because they want it to be signified as the devil's playground, so they painted it red, that which is ignorant. Even, that would be even more typical of the fucking stupidity of of uh, WWE. That, that, I mean, I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but <laughs> they're trying to fix shit that don't need fixed. Does that make no, sense? No, and mind you, it's almost like they're no you also you're talking have to, to a guy. You're talking to a guy that loved, and I absolutely loved that blue, bright cage that they used to have. I love that. That was thing. always my favorite. I like that, but way better than the than the fence looking one. Yeah, but the fence one made more sense for the bumps because everybody well, always said the cage too. match. The Hell in a Cell came about. Um, Cornette takes a lot of credit for it, which he was on the creative team at the time, so he, you know, he probably did have a lot to do with it. Um, the blue cage, the guys hated. They hated that damn thing because it didn't give. It was pure steel. Well, the only thing and about the blue one is it's easy to climb. It was easy to climb. That's it. But that's if it. you hit that thing, it hurt. It was solid steel. Now the chain link cage is Lots of give. got a lot more give. It's got a lot more can good. do stuff with it, and they cut holes in it to let you climb it if you need to. So they make sure it's almost like a rock wall because there's little holes yeah. in there where you can put your foot. So said, you got to remember too that they're, they're catering to an audience that's IQ. This is no slam on wrestling fans, but you—I mean, we—you are in the upper echelon IQ of wrestling fans. They're catering to a much lower denominator that will make that. Oh, that red color's scary. That's, that's, well, I mean, and I don't know, have a problem sort of, with the, the title belts because a lot of people complained about the red strap on the title belt. I don't like them, but I mean, it's just a belt. Big whoop. That didn't bother me. Like, everybody's like, oh, it's stupid. It's red. Why is it red? Because it's on Raw, and Raw's red. That's stupid. I didn't mind it. Like, that, I was cool with that. I was like, eh, you know, whatever. I mean, it's different. Why not? Um, the biggest problem I have is the way Roman Reigns packs the fucking title. That drives me insane. Packs over his shoulder like he's going to goddamn school. Roman Reigns drives me insane. I just wish they'd turn that fucker into a bad guy already and get it over with. They just won't do it. <laughs> I think now they're not doing it because everyone says that's what they should do. Well, the shield's over now, though, too. So now they don't need to. Now they can put the argument, well, the shield's over, so what's the problem? Yeah, okay, the shield's over. He's not. When it's just him, they boo like motherfuckers. Yeah. He's going to get booed out of the building when he fights Braun on Sunday. And Braun, they're trying to align with Ziggler and McIntyre and Autumn celebrating. She's a big Braun Strowman fan. Braun Strowman. Tell him, babe, what's happening tomorrow? Yeah, you heard that. <laughs> no, I didn't hear it. I, I heard something about Autumn wishes it was Saturday so she could have Chick-fil-A. That's what I heard. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on just a second. Autumn. Braun Strowman, what's he going to do to Roman Reigns? What's happening tomorrow? Roman Reigns is going to get those motherfucking hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope little Nate.
Page had his ears closed for that. <laughs> wasn't there uh, a totally un- oh no that was Cade with a C wasn't it what wasn't there a wrestler who's Lance Cade Lance Cade yeah he's dead yeah, now I believe yeah I think so but that was a C so. I think he wrestled as Garrison Garrison Cade as well wasn't that a tag team with somebody yeah um, Lance Cade Trevor Murdoch there we go. Trevor Murdoch. They'll never you never have any wrestling questions, sir. You don't hesitate. You just pick up the phone and give me a call, okay? Well, I know a lot of... I know it when I hear the right answer. I know it's the right answer. I just can't pull the names out. Yeah, Lance Cade passed away August 13th, 2010. He did wrestle as Garrison Cade Holy as well. shit. And he was trained by Shawn Michaels. Well, that explains it. But he didn't get his way, and he... He uh, lost his smile and went home. Well, he lost more than his smile, apparently. Went all the way home. <laughs> uh, it says here he died at the age of 29 years old. Jesus. Heart failure in San Antonio. Uh, his wife had noticed he was not looking well in the week prior to his death. He was taken to the hospital with difficulty breathing, but he discharged himself the next day. Two months later, passed away due to accidental... And start, stated the cause of death was intoxication from mixed drugs com, complicating a cardio rhythm. rhythm. The good old, uh, I have an uh, irregular heartbeat, so I'll snort some cocaine and drink some whiskey. That'll help. Yep. That's what it seems like happened. He's in and out of rehab. That's a, that's a shame. Okay. He hates yeah, that's a, sad, that's a sad tale. It doesn't matter who who it's about. That can be the... The richest of the rich and the poorest of the poor, the the evilest of the evil, uh, the angels of the the, the goodest of the good. That's still a sad tale, and uh, it is when when you get yourself messed up in that stuff and can't detach yourself. Yeah, because uh, I think at some point, okay, well, speaking of, I was I just watched uh, last night. Uh, we watched. Uh, Thank you for your service. It's called. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Couple boys who come back from the Gulf War and they're just you know fucked up. So of course yeah. their answer, you know their their answer is well they'll put them on, they put them on psychotics and all this stuff and you know it just doesn't that's not what's wrong with them. You know these the only thing that works for the one guy is you know he has to be totally blottoed on uh, ecstasy. That's the only way he can cope. Okay, well if you're stoned on ecstasy, you're not coping. <laughs> you know that's. That's just no, that is definitely one. not coping. No, that this is, is and this is stuff that we deal with. Yeah, one this evil is stuff we talk about every day. You know, we deal with this in school all the time. You know, we talk about medications and, and things like that. So it's just, it's well, uh, really, you know, it's, it. because it's a true story. It's really quite sad. I mean, I realize that you know, you know, I'm a, I'm not an American, so I got no duck in the race. Um, but that so many of those guys come back. Uh, messed up and they know it and they just don't seem to have any resources or really anything in place to deal with it and it just seems wrong somehow you know know, what do they expect you know okay we take take these guys like the one guy he's you know 20 years old does two tours in in uh, Iraq and is you know in his mid to late 20s when he gets back you know and all he's done for you know however many years in the army is uh, you know, be trained to kill people. 
and then he sees all the shit he sees go down over there. You know, a couple of his friends get blown away and all this sort of stuff, and they can't quite figure. Well, we're not really sure. You know, you got to make an effort to to readjust to home life. Okay, well, you know, these guys don't. You know, they don't have a. They, they don't know what that is anymore. Yeah, anymore they, that's you, been taken out of them. Yeah, anymore. If you took you and me and and threw us down in Iraq tomorrow morning or Afghanistan or somewhere and said, "Well, go hunt Taliban," well, I'll be dead yeah. by lunch. <laughs> I won't even make it. I won't even make it that well, far. Tell me, okay, uh, hunt the Taliban how? With a drone? That I might be able to do. If you think I'm going to get a gun and get in a jeep and drive into some, you know, like they showed the guys. One guy's job was uh, he rode shotgun in the Humvee, and he mm-hmm. had to look for bombs. You know, that was his job. Well, the guy was so high strung. You know, everywhere he you know he started to see bombs where there wasn't. Then when they yeah. sent him home. You know, you see, they kept, he kept, they kept, his wife kept saying, why are you looking at all the garbage cans? Because, oh, well, that's where they hide the bombs, you know. He couldn't go past garbage without having a meltdown. Yeah. Thinking, you know, somebody was trying to blow the truck up. And it was a really interesting show, but really sad as fuck that these poor bastards are kind of getting, well, you know, well, not unlike all that stuff, you know, we just sweep it under the table and kind of pretend it doesn't exist and, these poor bastards are going without help, and it's it's not good. Oh no! Yeah, it's a sad world. So it's a sad world, but you know, uh, I don't oh. know. What? I'm not sure. I, I my phone beeped at me, and I'm not sure why. It shouldn't be dead or anything, but wasn't me. If I disappear, I'll have to go downstairs and switch phones. So if I do disappear, now we only got 38 minutes left. Hopefully it holds on. <laughs> Continue on. Well, I mean, all I'm saying is it's just a, it's a rough, it's a rough thing. It, it sucks, but you know how it is. Well, like he, he they said, you know, they made a point there, and they said too, you know, he said somebody got to do it. You know, if nobody yeah. went and did it, you know, where where would we be at if nobody was willing to go and pay the price? That would be even worse. So, I mean, I said I'm glad I don't live in America, and Tom's too old, and you're awful close to being too old. You know, if they're drafting us, boy, we are really in trouble. (laughs) 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 There's there's some some serious shit going on. Yeah, I think I've reached. I, I think I've reached the age where if they draft, I can't be drafted. The only the only way I'm ever fighting in a war is if the war has reached here, and it's uh, you know they're fighting in my hometown basically, and they might give me a gun and tell me to go out there, but other than that, and then I wouldn't go. It'd be you know what the battle is lost. You need me to save the the world. <laughs> this is not a good situation. Let me go talk to him. I'll tell him a few jokes. How many Chinese communists does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> I have no joke or punchline. I'll have to work on that. <laughs> hey, let's hear the punchline, smart guy. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have one. A friend of mine that. always used to tell me, something, 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 punchline. How many Chinese communists does it take to screw in a light bulb? None, because you live in a communist collective and you have no power. <laughs> Very true. There you go. Very true. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, it's just I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm still sore from the damn bump on the apron. Believe oh, it. Oh, <laughs> buddy, 
You wait. You think that 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 becomes part of your life when you used to heal. Nah, it's not going to become a part of my life, sir. I'm back on the commentary. No, no, I mean, I mean in the sense that when you get a bruise or, you know, you stub your toe or any of these things and you're in your 20s and 30s, it hurts for a couple of days and then you look at the bruise and pretty soon all of a sudden it's just gone. You wait. That's Tom. You get in your 40s and suddenly that stuff takes two or three weeks to go away and then the older you get, you don't have a bruise anymore and it still hurts. And you start to wonder what <laughs> what's going on. You just don't heal the way you, the way you used to. Like I couldn't take a, um, like when I used to work, work I would get uh, bruises on my knees all the time. But if I got those now, I don't, I don't know that they. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I could tolerate that at this point. To be quite honest. Yeah, I understand that. But uh, did you see the news about Josh Gordon getting released on Monday? Uh, I did, and I, I sort of wondered what that was about, except I know they'd had some trouble with him. So <laughs> something tells me they caught him smoking weed. <laughs> I wonder, rid of I wonder if that's the case. I wonder how long it'll be before he's a member of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> if he gets caught again, uh, he's getting kicked out of the league from uh, what I've heard. Uh, one more offense and that's third strike. Well, they need, uh, well I, don't, I don't say that jokingly. I say that because the Cowboys need, a, need somebody in that position. Yeah, God forbid they just kept Des Bryant, you know, the guy that they used. He was, yeah, but he was dressing room poison. Yeah, you notice nobody picked him up yet. Yeah, I mean, mean, if he's so fucking talented and so great, why is he unemployed still? You trying to tell me there's not a team in the league that that needs a receiver who was supposedly that good? I I read on the Cowboys page, they claim he'd lost a step, like literally. And that he yeah. is too much trouble that he wants the ball every fucking play and doesn't mind telling everybody that he should have it. Now, you don't mind that when you're Jerry Rice and they throw it to you and you catch it and run 15 more yards with the ball, but he didn't do that anymore and hadn't done it for a year. So Yeah, he had really struggled. Yeah, he, he wasn't good last year. So, you know, and wasn't certainly not for that money. So what are you going to do? I mean, they were going to be bad. They were going to be bad anyway, so they might as well be bad to not pay them and spend that money somewhere else or save it or whatever. Not that money's really a big concern in Big D, but because you know, I'm pretty sure if he could just spend his money, he'd have well, they'd have a much better team in Dallas. Let's put it that way. They wouldn't have, yeah. Uh, Dak Prescott wouldn't be their starting quarterback. I know that. <laughs> yeah, really. He's a sorry excuse for a quarterback. I bet they miss Romo in a bad way right now. He just – he hasn't made uh, – I mean, he had a really good first year, and last year he kind of sucked, and nobody was really sure, but it doesn't sort of doesn't look like he's ready to progress past, you know, average, and average isn't good enough. You're not going to win with average. You know, you're going to be 8-8 eight and eight and miss the playoffs, if you're lucky. But more than likely – Yeah, that, that, that's, that's – that's saying that they're going to turn it around. The best thing they've got going for them is Ezekiel Elliott right now. Yeah, and even he's kind of well. When you know, when you know they're going to run the ball. I mean, yeah, when you know I mean, somebody's going to run the ball, what can you do? They're going to put I eight mean, in the they, box I mean, and there you to throw it. They knew uh, Barry Sanders was going to run the ball too, and they still couldn't stop him. 
That's because plus, he's the best running back of all time. So I mean, plus there's nothing uh, you can do with drop it. some plays that somebody hasn't seen for the last four years. I mean, apparently. Well, that don't is forget, part of Jason it. Garrett is not really a good coach either. So. No, and let's not forget too that he's only allowed to do so much there because he's got an owner who, I think, really I'm surprised doesn't coach the team. I think he, he would if he could get away with it. Yeah, I think if he if he could actually pull it off, he he would be on the sidelines coaching because he really thinks he he knows more about football than the guys he hires, which is just a recipe for disaster in any sport. You got the money to own a team, then you be a businessman and find hire the guys who know what they're doing and give them what they tell you they, what they need. If they don't yeah. win, then you can make heads roll. But until that time, well, don't be a don't buy the 76ers and give Tom a cardiac arrest. <laughs> yeah. Jerry well, Jones Tim... buys 76ers. <laughs> Hands over control to Tom Robinson. Oh, fuck, Tom would just... Can you imagine Tom Robinson at a press conference? It would be like uh, Jim Moore. We didn't do yeah, diddly poo. Except he wouldn't say it wouldn't be those words. He'd be, how much money am I making again? Fuck it, I'll take the fine. We we sucked shit. Yeah, that sounds like him. Ben Simmons was horrible. Joel Embiid, who I didn't know had two eyes in Embiid until last week. And don't forget, we traded Markel Fultz for we traded Markel Fultz for a pizza and a case of beer. Where is that? I can't lift my arms over my head, motherfucker. Fultz at? Not even at the game. Good God, what the hell are we doing? I fired everyone except for uh, who's the guy he really McConnell. likes? McConnell. <laughs> T.J. McConnell. Yeah, T.J. McConnell. I, I, he trades Ben Simmons for Marcus Smart. <laughs> And I got my, I got the game. Okay, have you seen um, that basketball movie, Uncle Whatever the Hell It's Called? Uncle Drew? Yes. I haven't. I I watched it. It's hilarious. Is it really? Yeah, it's pretty funny. I have to admit, I. It's I'll have to check it out. Funny when. It's particularly funny when you look at the list of guys who are in that show and you're not and you don't really notice except for Shaq because it's just so hard to hide Shaq because he's just you know too big. But the rest of them, I didn't even know that that was some of the guys that were in there until after the show was over. It was pretty funny, but but my point being is that's what the you know Tom Robinson. I kept T.J. McConnell and then I made a quick call to Upper Darby and I got my boys back from the 1986. Uh, State Double A Championship team. And, uh, <laughs> we're gonna take. We're gonna take up the LeBron and the boys. <laughs> um, did you see the news where Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao are gonna have another oh, fight? Jesus H Christ and a crutch. <laughs> and I just sat back and said, "Who gives a shit?" You know what? They should be told. No fucking sane sanctioning body should sanction that fight. Oh, you it know they will because they're just—it's a license to print money. But they shouldn't. They, neither of those two fucks should even get a license. Floyd Mayweather hasn't fought for what almost a year again. He's had uh, a yeah, maybe longer. 
He's however old. Well, he fought what McGregor, whenever that was. And then, well, I guess, what, Pacquiao before that, and I don't think he's fought it. Or maybe he's had one more fight in there somewhere. I think he but had I mean, one more they, fight in there. Hold on, let me look. He rarely ever fights. Pacquiao rarely ever fights. They're both 146. Uh, you ever I mean, notice he's all gung-ho? Who the fuck wants to watch that shit? <laughs> you ever notice he's all gung-ho to fight guys when they're way past their prime? <laughs> then he's I'd ready to go. Gung-ho to, I'd be more gung-ho to see that fight in the WWE ring without gloves. Yeah, it would be more interesting. That would be more entertaining and, and probably uh, a less likely outcome that I could guess who was going to win. Floyd's most entertaining fight was clearly against Big Show at WrestleMania 24. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I, I got another. Uh, I'll go back to that. I just don't want. I pulled a Robinson. I got to spit this out before I forget. Uh, another go one ahead. of your, uh, another one of your gigs, uh, one of your gimmicks could be instead of Nate Bush, you could be Nate Cush. Jesus, it's not legal here. <laughs> and that. Uh, <laughs> $16 an ounce, you got a street value of $330,000. So I'm looking at here, Mayweather fought Pacquiao May 2nd, 2015, and made 4.6 million buys and made from that fight alone $400 million that fight made. So then his fight yeah. after that was... Um, Mayweather and Berto, and that only got four hundred thousand bucks. Nobody did and shit out. That one barely made a penny. Twenty-eight million it made because nobody gave a, a shit. Amount. And then Mayweather McGregor was four point three million buys, three hundred and seventy million dollars uh, in revenue. Yes, yeah, I mean, how much of that? Like on that twenty-eight million, that's not a whole lot by the time they start paying everybody. No, not at all. And um, McGregor fought Mayweather August 26, 2017. So it's been over a year since he had a fight. Okay. So, but, like, I mean, granted, there, but there's your proof right there. Somebody sanctioned that fight. An undefeated world champion against a guy who never had a boxing match in his fucking life. And somebody let that happen. Yeah. So I guess the argument that him and Pacquiao is, is a joke... While it's a joke, it's nowhere near the joke that him against McGregor really was. Um, and I don't care what anybody says, somewhat staged to some degree. Um, if nothing else, that he was maybe not told, but the agreement was, okay, well, we'll, we'll make sure this goes a couple rounds. I won't knock him out in the first round or two. So that at least looks legit. I mean, Mayweather's fights, are, they're almost as fixed as WWE these days. Pretty much. I mean, I wouldn't put it past that those those decisions are already etched in stone. I mean, look at it like this: if you fight Mayweather, you're gonna get you're gonna get a shit ton of money, and I'm talking like a shit ton of money. And why would you go in there if if they tell you, okay, here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna fight this fight. You know, we're gonna tag each other a little bit. We're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna go hard. We're, but it, you know, it'll look like it'll look like a good spar. It's going to go at least you know seven to ten rounds. He'll drop you in this round, or it'll go to a decision, and he'll win by unanimous decision, and that'll be it. And then you get your you know however however much money you I mean, get. I don't you know, know what, your 
25, 30 million dollars we're going to pay yeah, you. I mean, McGregor, I think it was like what, 50, or, 50 or 60. It was some ridiculous sum. Yeah, I, I mean, mean Pacquiao, I made you, a, but, Pacquiao made a shit ton of money off that last fight. Well, I mean, I don't know about you, but if they told me, in all seriousness, I mean, maybe not now because at 50 I could get hurt. But when I was still, you know, okay, McGregor was, is a prime athlete, whether you like him, hate him, still in good shape and all that. Okay, get in the ring. Um, he's not going to try too hard for the first four or five rounds, um, and then he's going to he's going to try to he's going to turn it on. If you survive, you survive, and if you don't, you don't. But uh, here's fifty million dollars, regardless of what happens. Well, I'd go take out an insurance policy on myself just to be safe in case I did get killed in the ring. But uh, fifty million bucks. <laughs> that's uh that's your you and everyone in your family and me and everyone in my family and Tom and everyone in his family for the next generation and then some won't make fifty million dollars. Do you know how much money Pacquiao made from his fight with Mayweather? After uh, and this is after they split the revenue and everything. hundred and twenty five million. It was a hundred million dollars because uh, he got forty percent. Mayweather got two hundred and fifty, or wait, Mayweather got. Uh, okay, so if he got paid, if he got paid a hundred million by the time the tax man and all that was done, depending on how creative they are, he probably only got about sixty-five or seventy of it, if that. Well, but still. But still, well, like I said, like I was, ta- uh, we were talking. About, like Mayweather uh, got a hundred and fifty million just from the the fight purse. That's just yeah. From we the were purse. talking about um, Levon Bell. And he's you know sitting out and he's losing almost a million dollars a game. And somebody said, "Well, a million dollars is not that much money." And I said, "Well, uh, think about that. Depends on how you look at it." I said, uh, "Do you make fifty thousand dollars? Well, if you made fifty thousand dollars a year, which is a which is a pretty decent job, yeah. take you twenty years. Take you twenty years to make a million dollars. Twenty years. Yep. All right. So when we're talking about guys making." $60 million, mm-hmm. that would take you 120 years of work. <laughs> well, that's never going to happen anytime soon. I just don't have that in me, Tim. I wish I did, but I don't. <laughs> well, I, I fully I fully expect, here's my plan. we got, what, 20 minutes left. This is my game plan. I will buy, continue to buy lottery tickets. And when I hit it big for the $35, $40 million, we will construct in a neutral site the Wide Men Can't Jump compound where we will all move and podcast at will because we won't need any money. <laughs> we're gonna, yeah, we're that, that would a, work with me. Yeah, we're going to build a, like a, 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 it'll be like a big uh, wheel, and in the center will be the kitchen and common area and a common entertainment area and all that. And then shooting off from there will be each family's individual wings where you go when you want your quiet time nobody else goes there to bug you and so you got your family area and you can go do that stuff and then when you want a podcast and all that you go to the broadcast area and we do our thing from there but we don't worry about anything because we got you know um, canelo power Can- ball for 350 billion canelo alvarez beat uh gennady govinkin by majority decision to become the middleweight champion tonight in boxing in case you care I know I don't. Uh, to, to which my son has been texting me or messaging me that it, that's total bullshit. <laughs> he said the judges not have surprising. a two-two after four. 
He says the judges have it two two after four rounds, and it's clearly four nothing for the other for the guy who lost. I mean, you're gonna get that. Alvarez is a name. Boxing, boxing shot themselves in the foot with all the fight fixing and all that shit. So you know how it goes. Uh, boxing. Uh, uh, Tom had a speaking of which, I should probably mention this, and if you mentioned it to me, Tom had a good idea that uh, we may have to add uh, boxing to our repertoire and utilize our man Armando Martinez, who apparently is a boxing wizard. I'm saying I'm glad he is because I don't know shit about it. I don't either, but I don't mind watching it if it's decent boxing. But I don't know how much of that is left. Like, I can remember when I was a kid um, watching uh, Ali and uh, I believe it was Leon Spinks. Was it Leon Spinks? Might have been Spinks. I remember watching it like a you know, ABC Sports, a Wide World of Sports, when they would have title fights on there. And it was just like that was back when boxing was. You know, had some mystique about it and some mystery, and then it got, you know, then it got dirty. And it might have always been dirty, but nobody knew. Then it got real dirty when guys were losing and falling down and rope a doping and all. Yeah, bo- boxing. Well, I don't know that it's, you know, it used to be the roughest of the sports, but compared to MMA, boxing is Wussville. Yeah, I mean, MMA is just where it's at now. I mean, and even they're losing steam because of the major um, loss of talent. Because they can't, can't get no hype. Because they can't get any hype anymore. anymore. I mean, because I it's, that's the problem with too. mixed martial arts is you get these people that go on a tear, like Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey, uh, Anderson Silva, guys like that. As soon as they get beat, it's gone. Everything is gone. The hype's gone. Hype train's done. That's why pro wrestling will always continue to be where it is because it may not make the money that UFC makes. It may not draw those ratings and pay-per-view buys, but pro wrestling fans know what what to expect. And I'm not saying WWE. I'm saying pro wrestling in general because pro wrestling as a whole is on a rise, whereas UFC is on a downturn right now. And the Dana White sold that company for a billion dollars, and now you're looking at, damn, he saw them coming. Well, they, 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 two things happened. He, they sold it for a billion dollars, which forced the guys who bought it to have a pay-per-view every fucking 12 minutes. You know, they got pay-per-views and fight nights and UFC. There's the shit on TV that then that they have on. Um, it's not a pay-per-view, but kind of a pay-per-view. There's just too much of it. And then they don't have the bodies to give you any interest in it. You know, we get 16 fights on the card, and you know two guys. So if you're going to watch, you know, if you're going to give us your 49.99 or 59.99 or whatever the hell it is, and you're going to watch for three hours to see that last fight, well, I don't know about you, but I don't part with my money that easily anymore. Um, well, and I will, I won't pay to, I should, I won't pay to watch wrestling, let alone MMA. And they, they, they blew it up. They needed to make their money back, so they kept throwing up pay-per-view after pay-per-view after pay-per-view, and the quality got worse. And now they're back, almost back to their hardcore, where there's a, you know there's enough people to keep it afloat that still like watching it, but it isn't that madness like what they had uh, two or three years ago, or maybe five years ago when every card was a yeah. damn near blockbuster. And we'll see how the McGregor one does here coming up. See what kind of buy rate it does. It'll do when fine, it is, I'm sure. 
I'm sure it'll do fine. His his hype might be not there anymore because people are going to want to watch. People are going to want to watch it. You know how it goes. Well, you might tune in to hope he loses, I guess. Yeah. That would would be why I'd watch it. That was the only reason I watched the Rousey ones. I was hoping she'd get her head kicked off. And then when she did, that was... Well, that made me watch the next time she fought and lost again. And then I said I wouldn't give me a I wouldn't give you a nickel now to watch her. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's one of those those issues. Well, that's kind of how it works, to... right? You you, uh, I mean I'm the same in wrestling. Like, I mean I guess that's the joy of wrestling is you your favorite wrestler, unless he's on a one time push. You're gonna see him again the next week fighting somebody, and there's a good chance right now that it might even be the same guy he was fighting before. Because it's kind yeah, of a combination. Yeah, I mean, very true. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a combination of, you know, if you love Roman Reigns, well, if you tune into Monday Night Raw, you may not see Roman in a singles match, but you're going to see him. You're gonna yeah, fight you'll somebody. see. You're going to be in a tag team or a three-way, or, or he's going to come and do something. And, you know, the pay-per-views have kind of become... I don't know, sort of inconsequential, really, because it doesn't really matter what happens in them. Well, that by used, them going on network, the, it used to be the turning point of a storyline or a title run was usually at a pay per view, and it's not anymore. Well, Sometimes. the that's the reason the network, where it's ten dollars a month, you're looking at. Um, you're looking at, at something that is kind of like. <sighs> well, you can't expect to get rest. You know, you can't expect WrestleMania to be what it once was, because you're not paying for it anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you, you get all these pay per views for free, and and WWE was smart. They they saw that coming. They saw people not paying that much money for pay per views anymore. So that's why they did what they did. Well, they were down. So to, I'm looking. Uh, uh, I'm reading Short Bleacher Report. Some of them were like twenty bucks. Well, nobody even wanted nobody wanted to pay that anymore. Let me see here. I'm reading Bleacher Report comments. Here's people commenting on the uh, results of the uh, the Canelo fight. Anyone saying Canelo won with a straight face is just as blind as these judges. This is why boxing is comical and dead. Either rigged or they hire the worst possible judges. Triple G robbed again. This fight was more of a draw than the last fight. Uh, Triple G robbed again. Every unofficial scorecard had him winning. I had him winning by two rounds again. Had to be a draw. Triple G robbed robbed in the first fight and got robbed again in this one. Hmm, nice robbery. Canelo getting life sentence definitely for theft. Shake my head. Boxing is dead, and this is why I don't buy anymore. Triple G outworked him. Way more precise punches and clean shots. Never looked hurt. Canelo got knocked down. And they called it a slip. Triple G never had a chance. Bullshit. We he lost. We all seen it. They just trying to revive his career, being he was caught cheating. So yeah, everybody on here is giving Alvarez down the road. Well, as I said, that has been my, you know, that's what my kid said, and that has been my experience with boxing. Quite often. That yeah. Uh, you know, it is, 
you know, you shake. It's kind of like how Olympic boxing used to be, where you'd watch them bout and go, well, okay, that guy won easily. And they'd announce the winner, and it would be the other guy. Everybody yeah. in the arena would be going, what? How did that happen? <laughs> well, punch stats have it, you know, 78 punches to five for fighter A, but fighter B somehow won. Well, he got the cleaner of the shots. Mm, I don't care how clean punches. they were. He only oh. got five of them. <laughs> I don't care if he knocked him down five times, if he got hit, you know, like, well, I mean, I guess the trouble is, is it's a subjective thing to some degree. And you can always make that argument, even if you're lying through your teeth. Well, that's not how I saw it. Oh, I didn't really think that, you know, there, that first punch that where he, where he fell down, ah, that was, I thought that was maybe a bit of a slip and it really wasn't that clean a shot. Yeah. And you can kind of bullshit your way through that if you want to. You know, if you're willing to, especially when someone has written you a check or put some money in your account or, I don't know, giving you a couple of grams of cocaine or whatever the case may be, whatever it is they bribe people with these days, gift cards. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we do sad. want to. Go ahead. Sad to say. Yeah, it's just sad to see it. Shouldn't happen. No reason yeah. for it. But we will say that. Uh... We are really uh, want to give a big shout out and a big uh, way to go to uh, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, married uh, over the weekend. So congrats to Nate and uh, his longtime fiance, Fifi. You may remember her. I do, but she's one brave woman. She is number a five. number yeah, five. Number five. Number five. Number five. So I'm hoping this one sticks. Fifi's awesome. Well, and, uh, congratulations. I'm going to guess that uh, that the Nature Boys game is mostly talk these days. Oh yeah, nowadays it's more of a mistake than uh, the real and life. If he is, and if he is still drinking and and drugging like he did at one time with a like he, I mean he was a blue pill man by his own admission. Um, if he's still doing that, it'll kill him because he's getting old. Yeah, I don't think he's. he's a, I think he's actually quit. I think he's quit drinking. So that's, well, uh, that's a good so. thing. He looked. Uh, he didn't look bad in the. No, he, I thought he looked I mean, pretty I've good. Seen, I've seen uh, him look worse. Anyway, considering I mean, to where he was to where he is now, he looks a lot better than he was. So that, that that's cool. I'm, I'm that hanger good, on. Good that hanger on Conrad Thompson. <laughs> I love Conrad. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a problem with Conrad. Conrad has always been, whether you like him or hate him. Which is your choice, I guess. He's at least never been, or at least that I know of, I've never seen him play both sides of the street. No, he doesn't do that. He's always been, this is what we're doing over here, and if you don't like it, that's fine. But this is what we're doing. Um, um, you know, If he likes something, he says so. And if he doesn't, he says so, as far as I've ever noticed. I haven't seen him uh, put the knife in anybody's back. Not saying he hasn't, because I don't know that. But if he has, it's not been it's not like some of these other dolts where they pick fights with one another about the attendance at the 1966 show at uh, Shea Stadium, where yeah. who gives a shit whether you know who cares? What does it matter anymore? <laughs> exactly. Know, the, the number, the number exactly. that you, is both numbers are probably wrong anyway because we all know that there was the attendance, then there was the paid attendance, and there was then there was the attendance that the uh, promoter said was there and then the actual amount that was there and how much they actually paid the guys off on who was there. There probably is 10 numbers floating around. 
Yeah, more than likely. But uh, and it matters Tim, not. We run right. low here on time, so I think we should just go ahead and call it. I have got to go to work on tomorrow. On the account of so. rain or darkness. <laughs> on the count of I got to work tomorrow and I'm tired. <laughs> well, that's a good reason. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, and uh, by the way. Don't you ever, ever, ever try to say that you're studying for a test on Sunday night and can't do the round table when there's a pay-per-view on. No, nah, I really am. I have a huge test on Monday. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yeah, but you will But you will watch the pay-per-view. The pay-per-view will be on, but I will be studying. Don't even think that I'm not. Yeah, and then you'll be wondering why your professor goes, uh, uh, Nate, we'd just like to understand your thinking here where you said that uh, – a good drug to prescribe to a man who has uh, panic disorders is Braun Strowman. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, sure. I, I do have I do have a huge test. Yeah, I know, Mondays. but uh, you're going to get ribbed from me anyway for the paper. That's fine. Morning. That's fine. That's but, all right uh, because it clears me up for uh, Sunday night football, which is uh, the Cowboys and the Giants. So I'm well, okay see, there you it. go. I did you a favor yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm all right with it. And Robinson, well. Um, rumor has it he's on uh, going to be at uh, uh, Philadelphia General Hospital on an IV by tomorrow night. So dehydration. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. Well, we thank you guys for listening to us. Hope you enjoyed the stories and the fun we've had at each other's expenses tonight. No Sunday night roundtable coming from us, but uh, we hope this makes up for it. As a lot of bit, a lot of life hitting us tomorrow. So everybody enjoy. Really, uh, check us out on at Wide Jump on Twitter. Wide Men Can't Jump on Instagram. Yeah. You can check us out patreon.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump. Go back and listen to our previous anybody, shows here on BlogTalkRadio.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump. What's that, Tim? Anybody who uh, listens in the Virginias or in the Carolinas, which we know is quite a few people, stay safe, motherfuckers. Don't be a hero. Yeah, everybody be safe out in Virginia, the Carolinas. If they tell you to leave, get the fuck out. Don't question it. Don't be don't be like that woman who uh decided that they would uh, stay behind her and her four kids would stay behind and uh they were just gonna pray to God and that would take care of things. Good Lord. Yeah. And I'm religious. We're not gonna I'm get into that, but Lord. Yeah. Not gonna get but into anyway. that. But uh everybody stay safe and uh We'll have I know wide men can't jump the uh, the flagship program will be back on Wednesday. Yes, uh, and, Tim and who Tom, knows what else is going to pop up. Tim and Tom is on hiatus until Tom can get his schedule um, somewhere normal, which might be a week or two. Uh, we'll continue though the betting shows, and I might have to I don't know I might have to throw up a little something something for the for the legions of my fans who want to hear me make fun of other people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will definitely have something going out soon, and I'm hoping we can do when all three of us are free. Maybe uh, not. Uh, maybe next Sunday, we might be able to pop in if uh, Tom and you and I are all free. We could do uh, another music trivia episode, and I'll That'd be, be cool. uh, the Trebek on this With one. Your host Nate Trebek, Nate Kavarki and Trebek. Yes, Nate Trebek. Don't forget it. So uh, for Tim Wait. and Tom, who's not with us, uh, I'm Nate. Tim, why don't you send us home? My daddy told me not to say bad words, like legally employed, taxes, <laughs> full-time job, 
40-hour <laughs> work week. 40-hour work week is a dirty <laughs> word in the Robinson house. Peace, everyone. Thanks for listening to this show on the Wide Man Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. You can download this and any other episode from our network at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pod Paradise, Google Play, Player FM, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This show has been brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, facebook.com slash makeupkennedy, and wowfreecam.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at WideJump. You can follow us on Instagram at WideMenCan'tJump and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WideMenCan'tJump. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, rate the show and tell us how we did. If you love us, please give us a five-star rating. Again, thanks for listening to this episode on the Wide Men Radio Network. Tune in, same time, same place, for the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump.